interception that could have oh, that could have won was, us the game. That, that, was, that was painful. I I was so mad. Like I I, I almost broke my hand because I was so <laughs> mad. Like when when he threw that pass and I seen like literally before he caught it, I was like, oh my gosh, it was a this punk, is it. Man. This is the turning point right here. They have no more timeouts. We're gonna win this game. No, drops it, and I was like, oh my gosh. And then defense couldn't even just. We couldn't finish the job. Welcome to another amazing episode of Dre in the Neighborhood. My name is Dre, your host and the landlord of this whole illustrious neighborhood. Ladies and gentlemen, we got a very special guest in the building today. But as always, if you ever want to be in the neighborhood, nothing's wrong with just knocking on my door, visiting, checking out the amazing uh, architecture in this land. You know, we got nice ponds, we got nice parks and stuff, we got street vendors, we got your local trap house on the left and stuff, we got prairie on the right. But let's get into the business right now. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a, spe- a very special guest. And the only way to do this introduction is to do it properly. So <clears throat> let me get my voice ready. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, the following contest is scheduled for one fall, making his way to the ring from California. He is the Dre in the Neighborhood champion. He is the Pebble, CC. I actually got the pronunciation right here. I got it right here. CC Verakite. Oh, close, baby. Ah, okay, Verakite. There we go. CC Verakite, everybody. Yes. Yes. There we go. Recovery. Recovery. Or you just call him Pac. Yeah, Pac. Yes, sir. How you feeling, man, in the neighborhood? Hey, man, it's another beautiful day in the neighborhood. I'm uh, glad to be here. It's an honor to be uh, in the neighborhood with you. So uh, thank you for having me today. Hey, man, that's always nice. You know, last week we had the Prairie Boys. I had to find out there was a whole prairie somewhere in the neighborhood. But, you know, the boys provided very great content and stuff. Oh, yeah. Had a lot of nice things to talk about. I don't know if you've seen the snippets, but I'm about to put you in through the ringer with our first segment. First segment is easy. We're going to go a little bit about your history and stuff. All right. As you see, we got this beautiful TV screen behind you. And, uh, yeah. Would you like to explain this little post right here? And what we're seeing right now is basically a video. Yeah. Um, honestly, bro, this is uh, this is probably my first. So, for people who don't know, I make content uh, on social media, and this is actually my first uh, post that I ever posted. Like this was actually, I I posted this on Facebook first, and uh, my my handle that I put was uh, at Paco which was my is my private Instagram, my personal Instagram that I use, but uh, I ended up posting it on um, my main one, my main account, and uh, basically it's just uh, different struggles that we go through, like you know, in a Polynesian household. Because uh, for us, I don't know, it, it probably happens in a lot of different households, but mainly in a poly household, uh, you know, we'll go shopping, we'll probably spend like two hundred dollars worth of shopping, Whoa. you know. Uh, <laughs> You know, to provide for the family. And then, like, the day after or two days later, all that grocery that we went for is gone because everyone just is hungry in the house. You know, I understand that I had, like, a lot of siblings in the house. One yeah. Um, we had, like, a long grocery list. Like, oh, I mean, yeah. My mom and godmother, that thing was just, like, from the top here all the way to the bottom. Yeah. I get to the house, I just see so much grocery on the ground. I'm just like, bro, mm-hmm. what do you think you go put this up? 
Yeah, no, <laughs> that's that's always the worst, man. And it's just like, especially when you, uh, especially when you gotta, you gotta bring all that grocery in from the car, and you don't want to do multiple trips and stuff. Oh, that's terrible. Oh, you just hey, one trip. You yeah, just one put trip. We gotta put it all over your arms and everything, man. Fingertips, but, everything. Mm-hmm. Hey, but hey, shoulder was the shoulder shrugs. Oh yeah, shoulder shrugs for hey, sure. That's how you get the shoulder work. Exactly. Here we go. <laughs> but yeah, no, this video is actually ah, it's kind of crazy. I posted this video on Facebook first, and then I decided to post it on uh, Instagram. But, uh, yeah, no, that brings back memories, man. This was back in 2019, I think. Yeah, 2019. All right, so the question, what made, like, what got you into making these viral videos? Because I didn't really know that you was making them until yeah. I seen one of my friends from California yeah. like one of your posts. And I was like, wait, how, huh? Yeah. I was like, yo, how, I'm like, yo, what what does this man actually do? Like, I know he plays baseball, but what else he yeah, does? Yeah, so um, it was back in junior college, uh, my second year, or no, I think my first, no, no, first year junior college. Uh, you know, my friends would always uh, talk to me about, oh, Pac, like, you should make a YouTube channel, you know, this and that. And I was like, ah, nah, like, like I'm cool off that, you know, I'd rather just, you know, because, you know, they thought I was I had a pretty, you know, cool personality and I'd make them laugh and everything, so... I was like, you know, I'll just start off small. I'll make an Instagram account. And I'll just make little videos here and there. So uh, eventually I ended up making little videos. And I started on Instagram with like 60 followers. And it was just mainly my baseball team, my Juco baseball team. And, you know, I just started making little small content here and there. But then eventually uh, I started getting more exposure because little pages with like 40,000 to 50,000 followers would see my videos and they would repost it or they'd ask to repost it. So I'd be like, okay, yeah, go ahead. So then uh, they would repost my videos and then, you know, I went from 60 to like 500 followers to eventually the thousands and, you know, here I am now. But yeah, I kind of was just motivated to do it because my teammates were like, you should make YouTube. But I was like, no, I'll start off on Instagram first. And then one thing led to another and kind of just blew up a little bit. That's that's definitely like an interesting thing because a lot of people you know we're in a in the age to where social media is becoming big and you get like social influencers oh yeah yeah and yeah. then YouTube's really starting to like pick up now yeah like, yeah pick up pick if we up remember like up. YouTube like back then when they had like the little TV logo I don't mm-hmm. know if yeah I remember that the TV I used logo to see it on my iPod yeah like it wasn't you had like content creators but it wasn't like as big like they're not doing the numbers that people are making now like, yeah you YouTubers like um like Mr. Beast. Oh, Mr. Beast, dude. He be making like crazy videos and stuff. Like he's giving away like so much money. Or um, another one, um, RDC World. You ever heard of them? I I, I heard of them. I don't, I don't watch their content, but I've heard of them. So like with them, like they started off, I think they started off on YouTube. Or maybe, I don't, I don't think it was Vine. Maybe Vine, but like they were making like, you know, small, like little short videos. Yeah. Like skits and stuff. And then... They started like to get big, like they started to get like you know bigger and bigger and stuff. And then yeah. they started going on YouTube, and they started making like parody videos. Like they made like a Black mm-hmm. Avengers or um, Hood Avatar. Which yeah, is yeah, definitely fun. Like they started doing, um, I think like the popular ones are definitely um, with like retro cartoons and stuff, like mm-hmm. theme songs. And so it started getting like very big to where yeah, now like they got like millions of followers and stuff. They was able to do. Um, they had this one thing called like a dream convention. Okay. So they had their own convention stuff where they get like other YouTube like content creators. Oh, I did hear about that. Yeah, yeah okay, well. I did hear about that. But their big thing is like viral videos really like took off for them mm-hmm. when they might the LeBron one. 
Oh yeah, yeah. They yeah. made uh, uh, it was I don't know which one it was about, but it was about LeBron. And I think it was when uh, is it when they were in the locker room? Yeah, it's always when they're in the locker room and stuff. And, and then the, his teammates and he's just like yelling. He's just like I can't keep on. I think it's when um it might have been when James Harden went to the Nets. I think I, um, I meant because I know exactly what video you're talking about because I remember seeing it, um, but I don't. I, I forgot what game it was. It, it might. It might be. It was that after game. a certain game because then they they made that because after a certain game with LeBron, like it went viral, and then all of a sudden, like the day later, they made that video so fast, and then everyone was like, "Damn, you guys are quick," and it just like blew up because everyone thought that the LeBron issue uh, beforehand was. Hilarious, and the fact that they kind of put it to video was funny. Yeah, it was a lot of LeBron videos, but I remember this one is when uh, I think it when James Harden went to the Nets because somebody just got like a big free agent, mm-hmm. and um, buddy, uh, his name like Mark, he was like playing LeBron, and he was just screaming to the top of his lung like, "I'm 36, I can't keep <laughs> doing this no more." Yeah, and then you see LeBron like he tweeted, and like it just completely blows up to the point like, now the whole crew like met LeBron and stuff. And, yeah. And, the J. Cole videos. They also became big oh, off yeah. of that. Mm-hmm. And then guess what? They ended up in a J. Cole music video. Oh dang, I didn't know that. So like just like seeing like that, like all that like happening like with like people like content created now, that's like insane and stuff. Yeah. And even like we even got like on campus, like we got you, then we got um we got CJ, mm-hmm. and then like Kobe got I think Kobe just got like a million followers. Yeah, Kobe now. Kobe hit a I think Kobe hit a million before I did, but um but it was like I think like two weeks after him, I hit a mill on TikTok and stuff. So oh, yeah. hey, hold on, look at that. Yeah, oh, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. But no, shout out, to, shout out to Kobe and CJ. Kobe, I remember when Kobe hit a mill, and then uh, everyone talked about it, and I was like, oh damn, like that's big time. And then everyone was like, Pac, you're at a mill, and I was like, no, 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 I'm not, not yet, but I will be eventually. So, and then one thing led to another, and then two weeks later, I was on a mill. So me and him in the Millie Club. So yeah, shout hey, out to man, Kobe. We, we just. It's, we just got celebrity in the building. Yeah, <laughs> never that, bro. Got celebrity in the building. Yeah, because I remember when he did hit a million, and I didn't know Kobe was doing TikTok until I'm on my For You page. Oh, uh, yeah. And I will say, at first, I didn't care about TikTok that much. Yeah. Like, I mean, people hyped up. I remember Vine, but also people hyped up Vine I so love much. Vine, dude. I miss it Vine so Vine was fun, but, like, the thing with Vine and its downfall is that you just see the same content creators doing like the same thing over and over and yeah. over again. Mm-hmm. At least with TikTok, the algorithm goes based on what you like. Oh yeah. And so my page, I'm not seeing a lot of like stupid. I'm just seeing like stuff that I generally find funny, and it yeah. just shows me like, okay, this you probably find this funny too. And mm-hmm. I'm just like laughing. Like I think this one dude named Ethan Goat, mm-hmm. like he be on reaction videos to like people like just cooking food, and these people can't cook for nothing. He's just like. That man be so like mad. He's like, now why would you do that to the chicken? You just being a dickhead right now. <laughs> and I'll just be like rolling like him. This this one's a controversial one. You ever heard on T Rags? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> sadly, the he guy, got banned. The, the guy that was like, what do you mean by that? Yeah, yeah, sadly, yeah, yeah. sadly, he got banned off of TikTok. He's starting his YouTube now. It's like great for Oh, him. I didn't know he got banned on TikTok. Yeah, he Is got that ban- why I never see his videos? Yeah, he got banned on TikTok, man. What the heck? Because, I mean, it's not like okay. His it's not it's not bad, but of course, like you know, we live in an age of, like you know cancel culture and stuff. Oh yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, content sensitivity and stuff. You know yeah. his stuff just be like hilarious. Like, no, hey, his stuff is pretty funny, like, bro. No matter who it is, like you can get it and stuff. But sometimes yeah. it, it's kind of like I feel like there's certain times where it's kind of like picking like 
wishy-washy. Mm-hmm. Like they pick like who they say, okay, we can't condone this, but then there's other people that still. Yeah, that, that's like the, that. that's the thing that sucks is that like people can post, people can't post certain things, but then TikTok will let another account post like something worse than what they posted, and it's just like, but the what like it doesn't make sense. Like I don't know why T Rags got uh, banned because I, I didn't think his content was like controversial or anything but there's people on tiktok still like that are not banned that are posting stuff that's just like why are you even posting that yeah and it just it's not even just like a tiktok problem yeah. you kind of see this like throughout everybody like youtube or even like twitch i think there was an incident with um, twitch there was this one streamer like i think like jideon and um this other big like streamer and they like poke some weird names and stuff mm-hmm. but like, i think kind of like pokemon and her fan base was, I mean, other thing, fan bases and like Twitch and YouTube can be crazy. Yeah. Sometimes. But her fan base were basically like, I think hopping into his stream because like he was getting like numbers and stuff. So her fan base kind of like hopped to his stream and like was harassing him and stuff. Oh, what the and heck? And then, because um, how Gideon is, I ain't gonna lie, like he's a man of no filter. Yeah. And like, but he also like he's a troll too. He like trolls and stuff. Mm. Like he trolls like he trolls like NBA players and stuff. Oh, okay, and that makes he sense. He also be on streams with um I think it's um, Carl Anthony Towns. He'd be like streaming with and stuff. Oh wow. Yeah, like he would be with him. And I remember there was an incident with when he was at the basketball game. He was at a Houston game. Uh-huh. It was Minnesota versus Houston, and he, um, KT like you know, KT like invited him. Yeah. He's like, hey yo man, I like, come to the game and stuff. Like, I got you. Like you can get the game and stuff, get some good seats, then you can come on the court. And security. They ain't like seen him like he was like filming and stuff like vlogging, and they was just like harassing him the whole time, and we even let him get like on court. Basically, like kicked him out. And I told him like he was banned. What the heck? Yeah, and so with this incident with the Twitch thing, her fan base was like harassing him, and like he said, he was like basically like trolling her. Yeah, nothing serious. If you know him, like he's just trolling and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think like she took offense to it, which I can see. Like she don't like. There's certain things you can do to certain fan bases and, like, certain people. Unless yeah. they, if they know you, uh-huh. of course, like, certain people's humors are completely different from others. Yeah, Like, oh, I, can, yeah, like yeah. I can understand I understand your humor and stuff. Mm-hmm. And there are people who understand, like, my humor. There are certain people that won't understand my humor and stuff, and it might rub them the wrong way. Mm-hmm. And then without, like, actually, like, asking, like, if I meant it or not, they'll just make their assumption. And so she felt like that his comments, as she put down, like, you know, these offensive misogynistic terms that you're using is very, like, offending, even though there was no use of misogyny in anything that he said or anything. It wasn't really anything bad that he said and stuff. He was just clowning her. Yeah. But because of that, he ended up getting, like, if, oh, it was indefinitely suspended from Twitch. Oh, dang. Because of that. And so, yeah, was he in the wrong? I mean, he's making the jokes, but, like, also you need to know, like, just stay in your fan base. Like, yeah. Stay in your bubble. Understand, like... Once you step out your bubble, you don't know what's going to happen. But it's also like when you like her popularity as a streamer and like what she does and stuff, like her like name to streaming holds like so much mm-hmm. more than him. And there's certain words that you use and stuff that's going to play a big factor. Yeah. Like like I said, there wasn't no misogynistic commentary that was being made, but because that word was used in her post, mm-hmm. Twitch seen it and probably even reviewed it and just like, all right, we can't take any chances of this guy, you know, being very misogynistic. Yeah. I know we got a review, but like, we're just going to say, okay, bam, which go, it's like guilty until proven innocent. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, 
uh, we can't take our chances. Let's go, let's go ban him and stuff, like get him suspended, and then we'll figure it out later. But a few, like a couple of weeks after all that happened, like both of them met on um, GDI and Pokemon, like met and like they just hashed everything out. Oh, the account's okay. still like suspended, so it's it's like it's it's kind of crazy, man. Like certain people can do certain things, yeah. Like we like video content, or, like like streaming than others, and there's gotta be like some type of way to like. I don't know, like, maybe, I don't know, hire more people or really, like, review this and make, like, set of, make, like, a set of rules. Mm-hmm. There needs to be a set of rules and guidelines that every streamer, every content creator needs to follow. And if there's any type of violations, then it needs to be dealt with. But also, there's a lot of people that make content. Yeah, there's <clears throat> there's a lot of content creators out there, man. So it's kind of, I don't know, I feel like that would be a little bit harder to, to you know, keep under wraps or keep under control, but... I mean, with me, with my, with me trying to, with, you know, like we, I, I try not to, I wouldn't consider myself a really big content creator. Like, yeah, I have a million followers on TikTok and like 60K on Instagram, but like I, I would still like, I still kind of censor my, or have a, like when I put out content, I try to make it so that's for everyone. And like, I try not to like troll nobody i try not to beef with nobody because i'm i'm really just putting my stuff out there just for you know everyone to enjoy and if they don't like it they don't like it but i don't i don't want to give people a reason to you know put me down or cancel me kind of deal so i mean i but i see what you're saying though with like how certain uh content creators have more power over others because of like debate like the following or like their reputation and stuff and they they should do something about it because that that's kind of messed up how his got how his account got banned for the misog with the misog what how do you say it oh, misogynistic misogynistic comments. comments but he didn't even he wasn't even like intending it that way yeah it was crazy man like um, cause I remember it was play I think it was playback mm-hmm. like a YouTube channel and stuff and it was breaking up the whole thing and I was like but this is crazy but what's the other oh here we go other big difference from you know content like back then and now y'all getting paid oh yeah so like how because i know with youtube get them have i think a thousand you followers. have like a certain amount of uh subscribers and yeah. like likes and stuff every uh to get to actually get paid i think it's like you need a thousand subscribers to start getting paid or you start to get monetized there we go monetization <clears throat> so how does it work with uh social media then uh, so I don't get paid off Instagram, but I do get money on TikTok for uh, creating content. Uh, but it's not what everybody thinks. Like people think that you know I, I have a million followers, I'm gonna get like a hundred thousand dollars every week. But nah, it's it's I, I'm still having trouble understanding it. But like from what I've seen, like in TikTok, you get paid. Uh, so after you post a video, you get paid every three days. Like, depending on, because they want to see, like, your analytics. They want to see how well the video is doing, like, views, likes, uh, the interactions with other profiles and stuff. So, I, dude, even, like, I, I remember posting videos and, like, uh, I'd get, like, I think the next day I would see and I have about, like, 200K views and, like, 30,000 likes, right? But then I check the creator fund when, you know, it generates the money off that. I only get, like, 70 cents or, like, a dollar. Good gosh, man. Yeah, so, but I um, I had posted a very, like, I think my most viral video was, um, you ever seen the trend on TikTok where it's like you unlock 
like a celebrity's phone and you do like a facial expression. Yeah, you want? I think that popped up on some random Instagram page. I see yeah, that. I was yeah. just like, so yeah. that that video that I made about the rock one, that was my most viral video. That one had thirty two million views on TikTok and seven million likes. So oh yeah, so that that blew up for me and that got me uh, a decent amount of you know moolah but not as much as you know i kind of thought i'd get but it got a lot more than 70 cents so it, it, it did some work so, so that's that cool. crazy so basically if you want to like make bank you kind of gotta be ranging in the middle like yeah the high, like, like you high, know like six figures seven figures yeah like i feel like like you have to consistently post videos that's gonna get you like a million likes. Like Charlie D'Amelio, I know she's making so much money off TikTok because of how much like video, like how many people are interacting with their videos, sharing her videos, liking it, viewing it, and like the big content creators get the most money from brands, like working with yeah. brands and you know sponsoring them or or doing advertisements for them and stuff. So like whenever you're on TikTok going through the for you page and you come across an ad and it's a content creator like uh doing an Invisalign one or something, like they're getting sponsored by that company to do it and they're going to get they're getting paid for it. So that's where all the big money comes from is getting sponsored by the brands, but I'm not there yet. So I mean yeah. just yeah, 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 yeah. I'm just doing my own thing for now, but Eventually, I will be. I think later on this year, uh, got some big things going. So should we hit a muscle milk and be like, "Hey, man, I'm so me and it's funny because me and uh, R J, you know R J Forbes, right? Yeah. yeah. So he's gonna, I'm gonna pay him to make me a workout video. Ooh. So I'm gonna do a whole like work, like a, it's like a one minute like workout, uh, just a workout hype video kind of deal. And we're just gonna like mess around and have like the the Zoa, the rocks, uh. Uh, energy drink yeah. we're just gonna have it in the video just to mess around you know not we're not trying to take over his brain or nothing we just have it in the video just to pretend like we're uh like yes we have a sponsorship by him but we don't but we're just gonna have it in the video and then you know see how many you know how that how well that does on tiktok and instagram so that would be crazy yeah so we're probably gonna we're probably gonna film it uh probably in like the next two weeks or something we're gonna go down to the uh, weight room down here and just film and that's like a solid workout video like exactly like The Rocks but not like The Rocks like you know my own spin to it it'd still be crazy how that man workout regimen be and stuff but, oh yeah but we'll get to that later let's mm-hmm. go here we go we'll go face back to the screen we got picture number two you know speaking of The Rock <laughs> <laughs> I remember this one yeah here we go man let's explain um Talk about this picture right here. This picture is basically, it's a little meme of The Rock holding his daughter, but instead there's a picture of Pac with a very um, expressive face on it. Yeah, uh, so uh, I saw this picture. I actually made this edit and posted it in 2019 on my way back from Vegas because I went to Vegas for my cousin's wedding, and we were in the car, and I was... uh, at the time, I was like, man, I'm trying to, you know, I'm going to post some content, but I'm, you know, I can't post a video. So I was going through TikTok or Instagram, and I seen he posted a video, a picture, this picture with his baby. So I was like, oh, for sure. So then uh, I kind of found an old picture of me doing that face. And then I went on uh, Snapchat and kind of cut out the face and just put it on and was just like, you know, let's just make a meme out of it. And then uh, ended up posting it on uh, Instagram. Yeah, I remember, I remember this sort of. I just thought it. I just thought it was. It was. Like, I just wanted to make a big joke out of it and just be like, "Oh, all right, put my face there," and then pretend like, "Oh, yep, I'm really the Rock's kid." We gotta find a way how to get one of your 
one of your tweets or pictures like reposted by the rock. You know, I I've been I honestly I've been trying since I first started making content. And uh, it's it's been hard, you know. It's hard to reach out to him, but I think the closest thing I've gotten to, you know, the Rock's connections is the Rock's personal photographer. What's that? Yeah, so the Rock's personal photo- photographer, the guy who does all his video editing and uh, makes like his workout videos and stuff. Like he he he's very he's the videographer for the Rock, and he takes you know his photos on like the red carpet and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, he actually reached out to me on Instagram and was like, hey, man, I came across your TikTok and you do remind me of a young Dwayne. And I was like, oh, for sure, man. Like, I appreciate that. And so he he follows me on tic, uh, on Instagram. So that's the cool thing. Well, so, but that, so that's the closest thing I have to The Rock. But, you know, I'm grateful about it. So here's my question. I want to know, like, yeah. is there, like, what type of influence does, you know, Dwayne Johnson, like, have on you? Because I know... We always hear the joke and stuff. Yeah, you know, that infamous uh, video of you like doing the people eyebrows. Yeah, and stuff. Uh, honestly, like I'm, I'm, a, I'm gonna keep it a stack, bro. Like it was when I first started making content, I, I didn't, I, I had no intentions of becoming the pebble or, or you know, <laughs> seeing myself as the young rock. Cause I'm not gonna lie, bro. Like I, I never, I never like seen my, I never considered myself to look like Dwayne. But um, a lot of it was just a lot of comments from everyone, like every new person I've met in public, everyone at school who like who. And this is people who ha- who don't even know that I make social media content. Like yesterday, I went to Dunham's and the, the front desk lady like saw me at the gym and she was like, I just want to let you know, like you're pretty swole. And I was like, oh, thanks. And she was like, yeah. And you remind me of Dwayne. And I was like, oh. And she didn't bring up anything about social media. That's just her first impression is that I look like The Rock. And I was like, oh, okay, I appreciate that. And she was like, oh, you get that a lot? And I was like, nah, I don't. But thanks. So, I mean, it's just the whole, the fact that, you know, people on social media and the public, they kind of told me that I that I resemble The Rock or have like a an uncanny resemblance of like a younger Dwayne. That's kind of what made me like ride with it. Because, I mean, I've been a fan of The Rock since I was young. But I never intended to be, like, the pebble or, like, do, like, the eyebrow and shit and do, like, impressions of The Rock. I just never had intentions of that, like, going into social media content. But, you know, the fact that a lot of people, many people on social media and in public have told me the exact thing about how I resemble The Rock. It just kind of influenced me to make rock content. And people love it, dude. Like, when I make rock content, that's when it goes viral the most. So... I, that's why I do it here and there. But, you know, I don't try to live my life like The Rock or try to look like him or anything because, you know, The Rock ain't got hair like me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> the Rock doesn't have hair. No, he doesn't have <laughs> hair at all. <laughs> he hasn't had hair ever since, what? I think it was like his WWE days, yeah. bro, or his... Uh... No, I was basically when he was wrestling. <laughs> yeah, when he was wrestling, yeah. His hair wasn't that long. But, yeah, no, I, I definitely I definitely do follow The Rock, and I, I do look at his content, and I, I do get motivated by a lot of the things he says. Like, I'm, I'm very, like, he's very motivational, and he pushes a lot of people to do, you know, be better than they are. Um, and uh, I do, like, look up to him in a way now. But it was just before con- before I started social media, I never, like, I was never like, oh, my God, The Rock this, The Rock that, blah, 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 blah. I just kind of, like, looked at him as, like, another celebrity, and I was like, oh, like, I like him. I'm a fan of him. But just never, like, idolized him like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was never, like, mm. uh, like a huge fan. Like, I don't know. Like, I literally don't know, like, his, his WWE days. 
like like any like historical matches or anything. I mean, what? I, like I remember him. I remember watching him in WWE, but I was never that guy that was like, oh, do you remember this bat? Like when he fought uh, the Undertaker on this date, blah blah. Like I'm not, I'm not that kind of fan, but I do. I, I am a fan of him, just not like a hardcore like those people. Because people they look at me and they're like, oh, this guy's the pebble. This guy thinks he's the rock. He he wants to be the rock so bad. He nah, bro. I'm I'm just my own person. I just do it because people enjoy it. And it's fun too. So, I mean, but I do love The Rock though. He's cool. I love him. I definitely remember the only reason why I know him because like in my household, watching wrestling was like the thing. Bro, my mom was the one who loved WWE. She still loves WWE. So she's the one that got me and my sisters into watching wrestling. Yeah, I remember um, definitely my dad got me into it. I know my, my grandma in the islands, in the Virgin Islands, I think she remembers seeing. Rick Flair. Oh. Like Rick Flair, um, like all them old wrestlers had a wrestling match in the yeah. Virgin Islands and stuff. She always talked about how, like, you know, they came to the islands of wrestling. And then my dad, I think he told me when I was, like, a kid, I went to, like, a wrestling show. My first one was, like, I think, like, a WCW show. Oh. And they had, like, Sting and Goldberg there. I don't yeah. remember when I was a kid, so I don't remember that. But I do remember... Um, when I was in West Virginia, it was, like, a house show. I remember seeing, like, The Undertaker, which, yo, he is... <laughs> He's intimidating in person. Oh, yeah, I bet, dude. <laughs> intimidating and, like, tall. I remember seeing like, him, Triple H. I think I also seen, like, Jeff Hardy and stuff. And then um, went to other shows, too. When my pops moved to New York, I went to a live recording. It was, like, a live show and stuff. That was fun. I think the funnest thing was going to WrestleMania in Atlanta, oh, Georgia. Oh, I've always wanted to go to WrestleMania. It was WrestleMania 27. It, was, it wasn't the best WrestleMania. I ain't gonna lie. It was not the best WrestleMania. Yeah. But, like, the experience was in the Dome and stuff, and that thing was packed. Oh, like, there bro, There were so many people. And that's the one that The Rock hosted. Uh, that's the one that he hosted. Now, we had nosebleed seats, but they had, like, had, like, a big, like, jumbotron. So oh, yeah. So, see, like, in the ring and stuff. And that was, like... That was like an awesome experience. I'm like, you know, this is my first WrestleMania with my dad and stuff. Yeah. Every kid at least wanted to go to like one WrestleMania. I still want to go to one. I mean, I went to 27. It wasn't the best one. I wish I went to 28 because that's when um, 28 was like crazy. That's when The Rock and John Cena went against each other. Oh, yeah. And that was that was just like, oh, snap. Like, it's Rock and Cena. Like, mm -hmm. oh, my gosh. Like, this is going to be the best match ever, which it was. It was. I watched it with my little cousin. I grabbed <laughs> the whole family in the house, bro. That I was on the edge of my seat. I was like, yo, this is like, this is it. But like, yeah, with the, you know, seeing him, it was, um, I think for me, it was when him and Stone Cold. Oh, yeah. Him I remember, and Steve I remember, Austin. I remember him and Stone Cold, they, they, well, they was, they was beefing. Well, like that, right? Those matches, those like the most memorable ones, like, ones for me because mm -hmm. like, it was always just like good, like awesome, like oh, high yeah. action and stuff. Like Steve Austin just, Beating the rock's ass and stuff, him with yeah. stunning and the rock like squirming like a worm after get hit with a stunner and stuff. Like, like the way, like when I when I grew up on WWE, like I was, I knew about the rock, and you know, I've always, I, I've always like liked the rock in WWE, but there were other wrestlers who I idolized over him in, yeah. in WWE. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was always, I was a big John Cena fan. I, I bought his shirts. I would, you know, copy his attire, wear the yeah. like the long jean shorts. Yeah, I, had, I, had the, I didn't do the long shorts, but I definitely had the shirt in that. I had the long jean shorts, bro, and the in the in <laughs> the shirt. And then uh, I was a really big fan of Jeff Hardy. But I think Jeff Hardy, gosh, the influence that he had on our generation is amazing. It's like, crazy. Like this man, 
any other pre- any other person you just see like just like throwing the hands like mm-hmm. this, you'll be like that's crazy. But like we see that, we're just like, but this is Jeff Hardy and so yeah. like, this man literally diving off of like stages and like like doing like the craziest stunts in the world mm-hmm. and stuff. And I'm just like, but like this man is this 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 man's amazing. Yeah, yeah, like, dangerous, but like amazing. Yeah. See, but, like those kind of wrestlers were the ones that I always idolized. But um, the him and uh. The tag team. You ever remember? You remember Crime Time? Yeah. Crime Time was my favorite. Yo, dude. I will say this: <laughs> that gimmick cannot work in this age. No. Back then, you know, it was more edgier in like the mid 2000s. Oh, hundred, so hundred, definitely, but funny. Bro, you be so, dude. It's so crazy how much the WWE's changed since we grew up. Because like the jokes they used to make and Bro. the stuff they used to do on there, and yeah. now it's just. You look back at it and you're like, dude, you, you cannot do that at this like Not because do it do it doing it now in this era, oh dude, everyone's gonna everyone's so sensitive. Yeah. Everyone's gonna cancel the shit out of the WWE, dude. Yeah, it's like it's it's sketchy. Yeah. Like back then I was just like, hey man, like this is awesome. Like, yeah. Like, that gimmick, like crime time gimmick, like now, no, uh, it's it wouldn't work, even nah. though it would be funny. Like I'll still laugh at it. it oh, 100%. Like, it was just a great gimmick and stuff. Like, Dude, I thought they were badass. Like I, when I was a kid and I seen Crime Town, I was like, bro, they're they're gangster. Dog, I'm trying to be like that. But like they're wrestling in Tim's. Oh yeah, like, literally that, wrestling in Tim's. That takes a lot of athleticism. Like, mm-hmm. Them things, mm-hmm. like, those things are heavy. <laughs> those <laughs> things are heavy, and they was always running running down to the ring and that thing. And I'm like, dude, what the heck? But the funniest things is when um, they always like scam people. Oh my gosh! <laughs> it used to be so funny. And yes, then um, bro. it was him. Uh, it was them and Shawn Michaels. They had some type yeah. of thing they was doing. And um, it was, I think Shawn. Oh, Triple H didn't know how to you know speak their lingo, so Shawn was just like, "I got this, bro." And they just started chopping it up. And Triple H just like, "Bro, what is this?" I'm yeah. just like, "Yo, this is like incredible. Like this is and like, oh, dude, I don't know. It's just I I just miss old wrestling and like the times back then because that's when I like. So many wrestlers I idolize. You remember Booker T? Yes. I loved Booker T and Kurt Angle. Yo, Kurt Angle will always be remembered as the guy that won a gold medal with a broken Broken neck. neck, bruh. Like, that's that's hard, but Who do you know wins a D1 gold medal with a broken neck? Or he's an Olympian. Olympian, Olympian, Olympian. 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 He went D1 wrestling, but then he was an Olympian with a broken neck. That's... And then, like, the ease... And then transition to, like, WWE, like, easily and stuff. That's the thing that's crazy. And then the GOAT, like, having his career, like, the matches that he had, like, Shawn Michaels, um, his match with Eddie, uh, his match with Eddie Guerrero. Oh, Eddie Guerrero, yeah. Right, like, those ma- his match with Brock Lesnar, too, which those matches were crazy because both of them are actual wrestlers. Yeah. So, like, Brock, like, D1 champion, like, Minnesota UFC, and stuff. UFC, he was UFC fighter, too. So then like, them two, like, going that and stuff. I think there's actually a story they said backstage where him and Kurt Angle and Brock Lesnar had, like, a... Like a sparring match, oh. like a wrestling match, and Kurt won with ease. Really? That's the crazy. I believe it. I believe it. I can see it because Kurt Angle is a goat. Because I can like, see that. If people, if we showed the image of like Brock Lesnar back then and Kurt Angle back then, people would be like, "Oh, Brock's gonna win." Yeah. And like two different weight classes, but like you don't win an Olympic gold medal being just average and stuff. Mm-hmm. Just His technique and everything is just probably flawless. Obviously, a lot more advanced than Brock's. Yeah. Yeah, that's true, but that man Brock is still like a just <laughs> I still respect Brock though. He's a big dude. I respect bro, that man just a freaking nature. He is yeah, bro. athleticism, 
Like, you know how swole he is, too? Yes, bro. Jeez, bro. He had some big guys back then. Like, Crazy. Bob, Bobby Lashley's still big. Mm-hmm. Bobby Lashley is still big. That's the crazy <laughs> thing. Like, you see him just like, bro, you just dedicated in the weight. You just Facts. eating the weights. Yeah, he eating the weights, bro. He eating the weights, man. Yeah, that's crazy, man. Here we go. Let's go to um, the last one, last video. You face the screen. Uh, yeah. Might as well get into the fitness world and stuff. Ah, uh, yes. So I remember seeing this. And I was like, okay, my man's giving tips and stuff, you know, how to, you know, post-workout movement. Mm-hmm. And all I see is you just teaching them how to clean the weight room. Yeah, pretty much, man. Which pretty. I respect. I respect. <clears throat> weight room etiquette is needed. If you're going yeah. to use a weight, re-rack. Yeah, re-rack that thing, bro. Please. Seriously. Please. Because it's just disrespectful. Come on it's now. disrespectful, and it just makes the gym look dirty. Exactly. I don't know. I'm, I'm a, I love, like, I like dirty gyms, but... Not dirty like where the weights are still on the racks. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I, I need it. I need the. I need it to be nice and clean. But yeah, I, I made that video. I think I made it last year, or I think I actually made it in the fall. Well, we, we I forgot when I posted it, but I, I remember. Yeah, I, actually, yeah, I posted this in the fall. When Jeez, my hair, man. yeah, my hair that grew much a lot. <laughs> yeah, my hair grows very fast, bro. Well, what type of like beauty products should be using? I, I use the cheap three dollar ones from uh, like three dollar shampoos from Dylan's. Hey, y'all heard it first, man. Y'all don't need no expensive beauty supplies. Nah, man. Hair. You get luscious hair, you gotta just take care of it and just you know eat good food. Eat good food. Good hair growth. It's like a lion's mane. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's basically what it is and stuff. But, um. You. I want to uh, know like, how important like is fitness like to you? Fitness, um, honestly, it's it's a really big part of my life. That's another reason why I kind of quit baseball. Cause I don't know if you know, but I, I ended up quitting baseball back in October of 2021. Cause I don't know, I just felt more. I had to love like once. Okay, so after after uh, my season of 2021 spring season, my first year here uh, playing baseball. I went back home for summer and I did not spend a single time, like second in the cages or like, you know, on the baseball field. I was literally in the gym every day. And I kind of just fell in love with lifting to a point where I didn't want to play baseball anymore. And, you know, baseball kind of seemed like a chore and I'd rather be in the gym. But, you know, ever since I started taking the weight room serious, it's like, it's been motivating for me because I've always been a really small guy like, I was known as, like, the small Tongan back in, like, high school and, like, or back in, in middle school. And, like, in high school, people thought I was big, but I looked back and I was, like, really small. So I never took the weight room serious in high school uh, or, like, my first, like, two years of college. But coming here, I started taking it way more serious. And I started, like, seeing the benefits of it. And I come from a family where our our history, like, our family history is just known for diabetes and, like, high blood pressure and all that stuff. Like my little sister has diabetes and she's 13 or 14. And then my parents, they both have diabetes. Uh, My grandparents both had diabetes. My dad, he's one of nine siblings, him. And I think, ah, I don't want to, I don't want to get it wrong, but I think four of his siblings have diabetes. And my dad had open heart surgery in 2019 before I came out to Kansas. So it's like, Seeing all of that and, like, knowing that your family, you know, has diabetes and stuff and you could be at risk of getting it eventually, it just kind of just motivated me to stay in the gym. 
because, you know, I always go to the doctor's appointments with my dad and my sisters, and they're talking about, oh, like, the doctor always says, never, like, don't, like, always stay active. Don't, don't stop being active, you know? So I kind of just, I kind of just saw that as, like, my way of, you know, staying in the gym. And plus, like, my sisters, they want to lose weight, and they want to, you know, have better eating habits. So that's why, like, now I'm kind of on a strict diet and I'm looking up different things for my diet so that, you know, when I graduate, I can meal prep for them and I can help them and I can train them and I know exactly how to train. So I want to be able to help them so that they can, you know, overcome those health issues that our family has, you know? So that's why I kind of just stay in the gym is because of that motivating factor right there. And plus, I have a lot of body dysmorphia. I don't know if you know body dysmorphia. I should. I'm an exercise science major. It's kind of it's kind of just like where it's like you see your your body in a certain way that other people kind of don't like. Like basically, people say that I look swole or like you know I have muscle, but I don't think I do. It's weird. I look in the mirror and I still see this small guy that's you know in high school, and it's like like I I like mentally I really think I'm like not big at all but to a lot of people that I meet they think that I you know I'm a pretty you know buff dude but I don't see that I think like the moment you think you're big you just go be like the Hulk yeah I, yeah probably like, you'll be like okay now I'm swollen I'm gonna be like yo man you're like you just ate like 400 <laughs> steel plates you know and it's just like I don't know man Fit, fitness is like I was never into it, but it's so crazy because when I go to the gym, I get excited over new machines that I see or I get excited going to, like, you know, Dick Sporting Goods. I go. I, I used to be excited to go to the baseball section because that's what I was, but I consider myself a gym rat. So, like, I'm in, the, like, the fitness section now, and I get excited for, like, the little stuff. So it's just, I don't know. I kind of just fell in love with it summer of 2021, like, really fell in love with it, and I really just want to help my family, like, in the future like health-wise and fitness-wise because, you know, to overcome those health issues that we have. So, yeah, I don't know. Fitness is just my, my life now, to be honest. No, that's definitely great, man. You know, um, you know, I just finished, like, playing football and stuff. Yeah. I still want to make sure I have, like, a regimen to where I'm able to, like, get my fitness, you know, weight loss and stuff, continue mm-hmm. to muscle because – I know, like, I still got muscle. Yeah. And I don't want to lose that. So I know for a fact, like, you know, trim down body fat. I'll be a very muscular dude and stuff. Yeah. But I have no problem with that, too. It's also, you know, when you go in the weight room and stuff, and um, you still, like, carry, like, that athlete, mind, like, that athlete mindset. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, I got to put in work because I got something, like, I got to get, like, prepared yeah. for a game. I think that's, like, the best feeling. It's also just great for, like, stress relieving, too. Oh, no. That's why this, I call it iron therapy. Like, literally, you go to the gym and you just let it all out, man. Whenever I'm having a bad day, go to the gym, my day gets better, bro. It's such a huge stress relief. That's why I recommend people to go to the gym. Even if you're in there for, like, 30 minutes or an hour, just let some steam off and lift some weights. You'll feel way better after. And, like, honestly, like, like with your journey, like, you, you said you want to lose weight, right? Oh, yeah. Like, just it's all has to do about diet and being consistent in the gym. And don't be, like, there's a lot of people – who they want to lose weight and they do it the wrong way. Like don't don't starve yourself to death or don't just go in the gym and do like fat like burning uh exercises. Like also incorporate strength training so yeah. you can maintain your muscle and stuff too. And you can turn like you know whatever fat you like have into muscle too. So I mean just literally be consistent and disciplined, bro, and you're going to see results, bro. Trust me. It's going to be crazy. 
Yeah, I can't wait for that. At least the goal is like the 260 because I remember in high school, playing football in high school, because I started my sophomore year. But I know senior year. Playing high school or playing yeah. football? Yeah, yeah, same with me. I started playing football my high school, uh, sophomore yeah. year. So the thing that was tough was like I could never crack 270. Mm-hmm. The most like 260 to like 268 is the highest I got. Yeah. It wasn't until I got to junior college to where that's when I hit like 300. I'm oh, just yeah. Like, I'm just like, yo, whoa. <laughs> I'm like, I don't even remember being 280. I'm, yeah. like, I'm like 300 now. But like, you know, with that body weight, I was able to like still move. But I knew there was times to where I was like, when I did get a little bit too heavy, like I got like, I'm at, like three, the highest I got like 340. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I didn't, I didn't look 340. Like I was 340, and I can tell like okay, I'm a little bit heavy because like it was always like my back and stuff. Yeah, and so I was like okay, I need to definitely like trim down and make sure that I don't get to this much. Yeah, but there's times where like, I'm able to like you know work with my body to where I'm able to move with heavy weight and stuff. Oh yeah, and like there was times where I might be like 330 and I'm able to like you know still have like a high. Um, like, still keep, like, my same speed, mm-hmm. like, keep, like, my athletic ability with that much weight. But Thank you, dude. I always, like, I always tell linemen this, like, yo, like, once you retire, drop the weight. Yeah, no, literally. Like, drop it. There's, I always say this, like, there's no point in me being 300 and I'm not playing football no more. Yeah. Like, I don't need to and stuff. That's just, It's just not healthy. And mm-hmm. so it's like, and I will say, even when I was, like, you know, playing football and stuff, I still was healthy than like a lot of other like people were smaller than me because mm-hmm. I always like ate right, but like just like for me in general, I don't want to like keep on like continuing having this weight if there's yeah. no need for it. I can yeah, easily, literally no need for that like being that big anymore. Yeah, you know? like, I don't need it no more. I can easily just like you know put on you know, get ready for this journey. You know, just continue working now and like, drop as much fat as I possibly yeah. can. Like continue to build muscle and stuff mm-hmm. because like, I'm trying to like. Like for me, I'm trying. I'm trying to get like smaller. Mm-hmm. Cause I feel like that's just that's the like thing you want. You want to build your physique. Yeah, I want to build my physique. I'm just like you know, I have fun with it. Like yeah, you know, just build up like physique and stuff. So like nah, my workout. I, I love that, dude. I support that 100. percent Yeah, so like my workouts are kind of like different. Like I'm still gonna have stuff like to build my strength and everything, mm-hmm. but also like you know, just start like toning, like carving, like yeah. So. But I still have my fun days because like my favorite lifts are always gonna be Olympic lifts. Oh yeah, yeah. Because like I love cleaning, power cleans. Um, oh, and you can still do it. You know what I'm saying? And that's the beauty of like retired, like being a retired athlete is that you can do whatever lifts you want to do now in the in the weight room. Like you're not on a set program with the team or anything. It's just now it's just strictly your body goals. Your focus is just on yourself now, which is cool. Yeah, it's always a great thing, man. It's always a great thing. All right, we're going to um, transition. We're going to talk about, you know, stuff happening now, even though this happened in the past, man. Mm-hmm. We got the Super Bowl coming up. All right. And I know how you feel about the team in the blue and yellow and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So we, 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 we're not going to talk about Super Bowl project, um, predictions yet. We're Go Bengals. <laughs> <laughs> what we're going to talk about, we're going to talk about the Niners, man. Let's, let's just, I just want to hear how you feel about that game, and then we're just going to talk about your quarterback, bro. Ah, so, uh, all right, man. Uh, so Jimmy G, I've never been a fan of him uh, ever since. Well, when he first came to the Niners in 2017, I kind of had a – I was very like, all right, we got this guy from the Patriots. He was the guy below Brady. So obviously he was coached by Brady. He saw how Brady, you know, worked. He, he knows what's in Brady's mind. So you would think 
he's like has a Brady mindset. No, far from that. <laughs> this guy did not have that. Terrible under pressure. Uh, I do give it to him that you know the O line, our O line did collapse a couple times. Actually, a very a, a, lot of, a lot of times. But even under pressure, Garoppolo is not the greatest quarterback, and. Um, I've just he never scrambles or he learned to scramble eventually, but he just never scrambles when there's an opening like, you know, an open field. Just go, go get some yards. But no, he doesn't do it. Uh, so I just he frust- he frustrates me a lot every game. And um, the way we played against the Rams uh, or in general, we've given up so many leads like we've given up so many leads and it's just so frustrating but, you know, I'm still going to hang with the, with the Niners, you know what I'm saying? Bang, bang. I'm faithful to, you know, I'm down deep. But it, it sucks the way that we played. Our O-line did mess up a lot. Um, defense could have done a little better. Tart missing that interception that could have oh, that could have won was, us the game. That, that, was, that was painful. I I was so mad. Like, I, I, I almost broke my hand because I was so <laughs> mad. Like, when when he threw that pass, and I seen, like, literally before he caught it, I was like, oh, my gosh. It was a this punk, is it. Man. This is the turning point right here. They have no more timeouts. We're going to win this game. No. Drops it. And I was like, oh, my gosh. And then defense couldn't even just – we couldn't finish the job. And, you know, like, our offense was mediocre. But Debo Samuel – I I've I've became a huge fan of Debo since he first came because I've seen his highlights. Oh, is it North Carolina? No, South, South Carolina. Carolina. South Carolina. Carolina. I've seen his highlights and the way like I'm not even gonna lie like the way he runs and the way he plays like it kind of reminded me like it kind of reminded me of a younger me in high school because I played receiver just like Debo and I ran the ball exactly like Debo. And it just, that's why what made me, like, stick to him was, like, I was like, man, I kind of see myself in Debo's, like, in back in my football days. And uh, I just love the way he plays, man. And they and he's like a, he's like a utility player because, you know, they had him at running back, wide receiver, kick returner. And he's done so much for our offense. And it, I just feel so bad because we couldn't get him a ring. Like, we couldn't get him a ring, couldn't get the guys who deserve a ring a ring. And it's just like... But I'm looking forward to next season, though. I think next season will come out stronger, especially because Garoppolo won't be with us, hopefully. <laughs> and uh, Trey Lance will hopefully get more starts because I trust the dude a lot. But, yeah, Niners, oh, it sucks. It sucks the way we ended, but uh, it's whatever. Go Bengals. <laughs> All right, go Bengals, man. I mean, last podcast, you know my prediction. I got the Bengals. Older Rams, I just believe that the Bengals got that swag to them. They got the momentum and Dude, stuff. they got the momentum. And, like, even though it's home field for Rams, who cares, bro? It's The Bengals are literally coming in here like, I feel like the Rams should be, like, nervous because the Bengals, they, they have nothing to lose. That's facts. Like, it's their first time. First time. In a, in a, long, in a long time being yeah. in the Super Bowl and stuff. And they have such a bright future for their program, dude. It's kind of crazy. I think Joe Burr is going to do it. I really want the Bengals to win. Not because the Rams beat the Niners and not because I hate the Rams, but because I, I'm a big underdogs guy. Like, I love the underdogs, and I, I, I want the Bengals to get one. They have not, what, 31 years since they've been in the playoffs? Yeah. Um. I think, I it's, think been a, it's been a while since they've been to the AFC Championship, but I know for a fact they said they was 3-0 in the AFC Championship. Oh, That's a crazy well, thing. Undefeated in the AFC Championship. I want them to get a ring because I know their their franchise doesn't even have one. 
So I I want them to get a ring. So I'm going for the Bengals all the way. I'm just saying, like a Joe Shiesty shirt with a Super Bowl ring, dude. Like that merch. What? I will buy that. that. I will buy that shirt. Out, I will bro. buy that shirt and I'll save it because boy, in the future, that thing's gonna be worth so hundred percent, bro. I would definitely buy one and save it because. Jeez, a Joe Burr shirt. Oh, oh man. man. That was nice. <laughs> that guy swag. has so much swag, bro. It's ridiculous. That's the crazy thing, man. I'll, I'm going to say this right now. Yo, these white quarterbacks in the NFL lately have been having, like, the swagger. That's I'm just, like, saying. It's just crazy. Like, this man, Joe Joe Burrow always been that type of guy. I think once he got once he got the LSU, but I hear even, like, in, when he was in Ohio, he's always been that dude. But I feel like I've seen him once he got the LSU, because that LSU team in 2019, mm-hmm. they just oh had, but they... That's before LSU went downhill. But they had that, like, swagger to them, too. It was just like, yo, like, this team, like, lit and stuff. And then Joe Burrow gets to the league and stuff. And he still has that swag. Yeah, still got that swag. The funniest things are always when, like, he's taking pictures with his teammates. And it's like he co-switches when, like, when he's with like his white teammates and stuff, like you know, good good take take the mom picture mm-hmm. that his black teammate he's just brother. like he's, he's like a brother at heart, like GGs and stuff. Like my man got the cigar in the mouth, like post and stuff. He's a brother at heart. Like got the cardiac glasses on the deck. I'm just like, but this dude's just like cool. But I feel like he's also like the most like one of the most humble guys too. Yeah, like he has all this swag and he's like still very humble, which I like about the guy. And he's such a good quarterback, dude. It's just, oh, my God. Like, I really want this guy to get it, dude. Like, he deserves like, it. The AFC has a bright future with all those joint quarterbacks and oh, stuff. Yeah. Because, like, you know, we're talking about, like, in years to come, like, the next like coming, like, Brady and um, Manning is going to be, like, Mahomes and Josh Allen's when they're just going to be battling Even Justin stuff. Herbert, dude. Like, yeah, you got Jay Herbo. Hey, that's also a good name, too. Yeah. Like, you got him and stuff. He's going to be doing his thing with San Diego. Well, I said San Diego. With the Chargers, Which, hey, hey. might as well go back to San Diego. I know they should. They might should. Well, might as well go back and stuff. Like the Chargers doing their things, like the young quarterback and stuff. Of course, like you said, we got Joe Burrow. You know, Lamar is just gonna keep on getting like better and better. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, Baker just needs to leave. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't even know the whole deal with Baker, bro. But he need to he need yeah. to dip out of there. Yeah, it's, like, it's not looking good. They probably go keep him, but it's just not looking good and stuff. Nah, not um, at all. Trevor Lawrence, it's good. Like the the Jacks just need to fix a lot of things and stuff. Oh, yeah. But I feel like Trevor Lawrence, once he like once the organization starts fixing their stuff and it's like actually building, he's definitely going to be showing up as like a lot as well. But like the quarterbacks just and, and Mac, oh yeah, and Mac Jones too. Mac Jones, and he surprisingly hit the gritty so smooth, yeah. which that surprised me so much when he hit. I'm like, yo, this is low key a good gritty. Yeah, like he's only going to get better too in that system with the Patriots and stuff, like. It's just like, the I, like AFC. I like seeing all these young quarterbacks getting their chances and actually excelling with it because it's dope to see that. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting, man. Like that, and then like the NFC, like you still have like your veteran quarterbacks and stuff, but like, of course, um, who's a, the only young quarterback in the NFC is Kyler Murray, isn't it? Ky- well, who knows? Kyler Murray might not even be on the Cardinals anymore. Oh yeah, I heard he got rid of a lot of things and stuff. He might not even be in the NFL. Someone was talking about he might go play baseball for the A's. What? Because you know he was a baseball player, right? Yeah, I know. He was drafted down there. But yeah. Like, but, yeah, apparently he was uh, – there's rumors. It's not, like, you know, confirmed, but it's rumors that, like, they're saying, like, oh, what if he just leaves the NFL and just goes plays MLB? I don't know. That would be crazy. That would be sick. That would be crazy. I don't know, but that would be crazy. But I wonder – 
I wonder because like I said, the AFC got all these young quarterbacks. So yeah. I wonder when the NFC is going to start picking it off too. Because this certain, telling you, bro, this we, QB like Trey Lance. I feel like definitely. Most likely he's going to be starting yeah. next year for the I, I hope so, bro. He's like, he reminds me of Kaepernick a little bit. Right. So we got like him. Um, what's a, most likely. I don't know about the whole Packers deal with Aaron Rodgers. I, I think A-Rod leaves. I don't even know who their who a quarterback would be for like them. Jordan Love. If A-Rod leaves, it's definitely going to be Jordan Love that's going to be taking over and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Saints. Saints. They probably keep James Winston. Uh, Mike, look at the market because like you got a pretty decent like quarterback draft class this year and stuff. And you got Kenny Pickett, you got um, mm. uh, Matt Coral from Ole Miss, you got Carson Strong from Nevada, you have oh, yeah. um, Desmond Ryder from Cincinnati, and Malik Wills from Liberty. Which I'm hearing that there's kind of news like rumors that the Steelers want to just draft them off the rip. Oh, cause Big Ben done. Yeah, he's that. done and stuff. Oh, the Bucks gotta find a new quarterback. Oh, that's right. Damn, NFC is just Lord. All these quarterbacks are gone. It's gonna be it's gonna be very interesting, man. It's gonna be very interesting when it comes to that. I uh, will get the getting close to like wrapping things up. So for sure. Right now we'll go uh, you know, talking about the future and stuff. So mm-hmm. like what are your like at the moment right now, like what are your current goals? Uh, current goals, um, once I graduate from here, I, I'm going to go, my plan is to go down to L.A. and uh, hopefully start a career in acting. I really want to get into on-screen acting as opposed to, like, stage acting. Uh, want to get into entertainment. Uh, my main goal is to get my family out the struggle because, uh, you know, I, I live in the struggle, bro. I, I, be, I grew up in the struggle. I still live in it. Um, I just want to get my family out of the two-bedroom apartment that we're in. Uh, need I want my parents, their dream when they first came from the islands was to live in a house. But, you know, obviously we don't, we're not in a house. We haven't been in a house. So my goals in life is to get them out and get them in a house, get my sisters in a house, and just be a successful actor. And, you know, when I, when I, when I get my foot in the door, I feel like I kind of do have my foot in the door with social media because I've had different opportunities that I can't really explain. Uh, um, but I've had several opportunities, and I, there's an opportunity that came up actually most recently that I uh, can't really go into detail about, but through social media. So, I mean, I want to excel and get better with it. So my plan after college is to take, you know, acting classes and uh get better with acting for on-screen performances and hopefully excel in Hollywood and stuff. So, I mean, that's my main goal in life. Uh, and just to get my family right, like everything else. Like everything is cool, like, you know, friends and everything. But right now is to be successful for my family and myself. Man, that's that's very great, man. That's a lot, of, you know, just hearing that. Because I know, I think I heard that you wanted to, like, to be an actor and stuff. Yeah. And, like, you know, L.A., is a big market, but yeah. I will say this, you know, because like, I'm from the crib. Atlanta's also becoming big when it comes to, like just films and everything. And stuff. Yeah, well, so you could check them out. My, uh, so I actually I'm working with the guy right now. Um, he's gonna represent me as like my talent manager, like when I graduate. But he has his own little <clears throat> talent firm in Beverly Hills. But he, he, I've noticed that his clients, like actors and artists that he works with, are all uh, black. So he's worked with people, with clients that have been on uh, HBO, CBS, and stuff. So he reached out to me through Instagram, and uh, we're going to be working together when I graduate. 
And um, he actually goes down to Atlanta a lot because I think he had a new studio or a client had a st- one of his clients opened up a new studio down there. So um, he was telling me a lot about Atlanta. So I know exactly what you mean about how Atlanta is getting you know, up there with, you know, entertainment industry with like acting and stuff. So that might be the move too, you know, to consider like when I graduate and stuff too. So we'll see that. We'll see what happens. Man, I know all the spots. I know all the spots. Yeah, man. for sure. If I'm around there, I'm like, hey, DeAndre, what's up, man? I'll be like, hey, yo, bro, what are you trying to do? Hey, come to set. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so before we wrap it up, you know, a little uh, advertisement real quick, ladies and gentlemen. If you are in the Kansas Westland area in Salina, Kansas, the flag football team will be having their season opener on at Gray's Family Sport Complex, February 26th at 12 p.m. So we'll put on the social media if you want to help with donations. You can have an E-Team sponsor to where you can scan the little picture and it'll take you directly to their link to help them with travel expenses to their trips to Florida and the Nationals. So February 26th at 12 p.m. in Salina, Kansas at Gray's Family Sports Complex. Support your local flag football team because they are making history. You know, flag football for women have officially become a collegiate sport, so a lot of these girls are on scholarships, living their dreams of being, you know, football players. So... You know, this was a great episode and stuff. You know, it was amazing. You know, thank you, Pac, for joining the neighborhood. Hey, thank you for having me in the neighborhood, man. This was this was a lot of fun, man. I learned a lot of things, you know, we learned a lot of things and stuff. Um, you know, I just want to just let the audience know, you know, where they can find you. Uh, so like social media and stuff. Yeah. All right. So uh, you know, uh, you guys can find me on social media on Instagram at Laugh with Pac, and then on TikTok uh, at Pac the Pebble, but Pac. Period, the period pebble. So, yeah, that's where I'm at. Yeah, there we go. And as always, if you want to continue to indulge in this illustrious content, click the bell notification on either Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Google Podcasts. You can also follow me at Dre in the Neighborhood. Oh, my bad. You can also follow me, you can also follow me at Dreams Represent Everything. There we go. On Instagram. And I'll make sure to put all our um, social media description, um, social media handles in the description below. But make sure you tune in next week as we continue to stroll through the neighborhood owned by yours truly. See ya.